0: Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week we are featuring an episode of Escape called The Power of Hammer. It first aired on October 20th, 1950. More information after the episode.
1: You. Finding life pretty dull? Dreaming again of exotic places? Wishing you were somewhere else? We offer you Escape.
2: Escape. Designed to free you from the four walls of today for a half hour of high adventure. Escape
1: with us now. To a puppet kingdom in the heart of the Belgian Congo, and a man who challenged that kingdom because of a dream, as Gil Dowd and Anthony Ellis tell it in their most unusual story, The Power of Hammer.
3: Again. oh Sam i have played it for you 10 times already it's a joke box isn't it i'm paying play it again i like it so i play it again
4: <laughs> we hear something else
3: you Mule trying Mister, I like that song. <laughs> Get some
4: water. It's
3: better. Felt good when I heard. Hurt my hand now. Well. That's all right. Bowsy whiskey. Bowsy bar. Lousy conger. I must be drunk. Must be I am. Kerrigan, you're drunk. I like that song. Wish I was back in the States. Wish I could see Alice. Alice. Gotta get out of here.
5: Hey! Uh, yes, Sam?
3: Here's for your broken table. Here's for your whiskey. that enough?
5: Oh, it's all right. It's not your fault. I have another meal train for you next time you come to Managua.
3: Where do we go from here, boys? Where do we go from here?
6: Hey, Sam, where do you go, you strong man? You stay with me on we have good time. <laughs>
3: Dog. you got a friend for me? <laughs> hmm. Mr. Kerrigan. Ah, sure. You will come with us, please? What for? The inspector will tell you. Come with us, please. Mr. Felnick?
1: Oh, yes. You can wait outside. Come in, Mr. Kerrigan. <coughs> Sit down, please.
3: What's the charge?
1: No charge, Mr. Kerrigan. Government business. I have received a cable ordering me to extradite a man named Benjamin Hammer. Have you ever heard of him? No. We believe that he is somewhere in this territory, possibly west of Muyumba, across the Walaba River. Fifteen years ago, he embezzled money in Brussels and, incidentally, killed a man.
3: Took a long time to get him.
1: But we think we have now. Have you heard of a white man who calls himself a king and has made himself responsible for several thousand Bahuto tribesmen?
3: I've heard rumors.
1: That man may be Benjamin Hammer. I want you to take me into his kingdom.
3: Across the Lua Laba? Not me.
1: Here again. You are the only guide in the Belgian Congo who is familiar with that country. Surely you have taken hunting parties in there before.
3: That's right, and I'm not going back. You will be well paid. Not well enough. Sorry.
1: Uh, Just a moment. As a guide and a hunter, Mr. Kerrigan, you realize that you are licensed by the government, and
3: here I am the government. So I moved to another territory. This lousy Congo is all the same.
1: You are an alien, my friend. And without my help, it may be difficult to obtain a license anywhere.
3: Look, Inspector. This is for your own good. It's bad in there. Real bad.
1: You mean the natives?
3: Yeah. You wouldn't get ten miles beyond the river.
1: I am aware of the hostility of the natives, Mr. Kerrigan. This is my territory. But we won't be going in alone. Oh? There'll be 40 of us.
3: You're too, boys?
1: And two machine guns.
3: <laughs> this is funny. You're blackmailing me. Not at all. You will be paid. That's what I mean. Okay, it's your funeral. There's your stinking polluted
1: Lua Lava River, Fernak. There's your jungle. I recognize it, Mr. Kerrigan. I have been
3: here before. You've been to Mayamba, but you haven't gone across the river.
1: We shall unload the trucks now and leave tomorrow at dawn. The Bantus have instructions not to fraternize with the villagers, and I wish you too to remain silent about our mission. Sure, but you listen tonight. You'll hear the drums talking. There's no such word as secret here. One more thing, Kerrigan. As long as you are in the employ of the Belgian government, you will try to remain
4: sober. Sergeant Yes, sir.
1: Unload the
4: trucks
3: and post a guard about them. Careful of that box. Sure. Be careful of everything. Unload the trucks. Post a guard. Sure, if you really want to be careful, go back to Manono, boy. Back to Manono. But you won't go back, you fat little Fernack. And you may lose more than your weight. My Yumba. All the villages at night. I wonder if Furnack's listening. I wonder if he's awake. You hear the drums, Furnack? Did you ever hear a drum talking? Well, I did. (laughs) Many soldiers with guns crossing the river before the sun... Come to the kingdom of Hammer. Can you hear that, Fernack? <sighs> I better have a drink. Maybe sleep. They cut on this force up. Very good.
4: And the
1: telekin and I will take the point. Instruct the men to maintain two pace intervals. At my whistle, they come
3: Yeah. Were you asleep? No, just last smoke.
1: Mr. Kerrigan, one of my Bantu sergeants says that he understands the language of the drums. Wouldn't be surprised. He says that they are telling the king that we are coming.
3: I figured.
1: The king's name is Hammer. And I guess you were right. I think that you have known that all the time. You were too
3: anxious to stop us from coming here. You've got a suspicious mind for an act. I told you why I didn't want to guide you. It's dangerous. You don't know what you're getting into. Better go back to your desk and your rubber stamp. I have brought my stamp with me. The seal of the Belgian government. I am that government. On the other side of the river, maybe, but not here. There's a king by the name of Hammer. I've got 40 trained soldiers. What if his men are more loyal than your tame bantos?
1: At the pace we set today, how long do you think it will take us?
3: Oh, with luck, four more days, maybe five Remember, I've never been here before. So you said. Good night, Mr. Kerrigan. Hey, Farnack. Yes? I wouldn't move around too much in the dark.
1: Don't be afraid, Mr. Kerrigan. We are well guarded. I've posted six men with our machine guns.
3: Okay, I won't be afraid.
4: quiet.
3: Can hey, I hey, yeah. see what happened? No, funeral, oh. you know, not mine.
4: Inspector, Inspector! What is it, sir? The they are all of them. Machine guns, stuff. What? Uh, Show me. In this
3: way, sir. Lucky it wasn't you, fat little Furnack. I told you it was dangerous. You wouldn't listen, would you? Hope you haven't had breakfast yet. You won't like what you see. Better go back. Back to my no-no for you, boy.
4: Kerrigan! 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 What's the matter?
3: The sentries. Dead, huh?
1: You look a little green. You are possibly more used to it than I am, Mr. Kerrigan. They were beheaded. The machine guns were stolen. In a turn back? No. I want you to take a searching party. I give you ten men. <laughs> Search for what? But
3: you're a hunter. You can follow tracks. Sure, I can, and you know what I'll find? Not your machine guns. Six heads stuck up on poles. That's what they did it for, to warn us off. They could have wiped out the whole camp if they wanted. You better go home for a night. we go on.
1: Sergeant Robinson. Yes, sir. Home the column as quickly as possible. We're moving on. <laughs>
3: Should have gone back that first morning. You've got guts, though. You will need them. We'll get there, all right. They haven't hit a white man. And saving something special for us. Something special for me. You all right, Fernick? Yes. How many this time?
1: I don't know. Sergeant? Yes, sir.
3: Casualties? Yes,
4: sir. sir.
3: That leaves three Bantus, you, Labat, and me. What's the
1: matter? You ready to turn around now? I want to get Hammer. If I do go back, it will only be to get
3: 200 men. Forget it. This was the last attack. How do you know? Are you kidding? Why should he be afraid of you now? He's left us three bantus for porters. How do you expect to drag him back to Monono with an army like that? He'll let us in, all right. Let's get moving. you
6: like now. I'm afraid of him. Sam Kerrigan's scared. <laughs> you're scared. You're scared.
3: You were right, Alice. I was afraid. I still am.
4: Now I'm back.
5: name is Benjamin Hammer. You are Inspector... Ah, yes. The message of the drums was unable to cope with the name. Mr. Carrigan. Hello, Ben. I'm surprised to see you. I thought I made it clear at our last meeting that I should kill you if you returned. You had your chance. Why didn't you? I don't understand. Skip it.
1: Benjamin Hammer, I have here a warrant for your arrest on a charge of embezzlement and murder to which will be added responsibility for the death of 37 government soldiers.
5: Responsibility? Your responsibility, Inspector, not mine. You should have known better than to enter Bahutu country. Kerrigan knows how savage the natives are, didn't he tell you? I suppose not. Mr. Kerrigan is a deceitful man. You mustn't trust him. I don't. Well... Before you drag me off to my doom, I should imagine that a bath and a cooling drink would be in order. Come along. You two, sergeant, I want you to meet my wife. My men will take care of your bantu.
3: Little fat man. You're not afraid of him. Are you crazy? How are you going to do it? How do you arrest a king? Hot bath. Cool drink, supper, then any hour, any day he wants it. Goodbye, Sergeant Labatt. Goodbye, Inspector Governmental Fernak. Goodbye, Kerrigan. Alice, waiting like a wife at the door. Alice, I've made you smile, warm, red. I know those lines. I know you, Alice. Soft, dark, gardenias. Frightened? Who are you looking at? You're looking at me.
5: My dear, I should like you to meet Inspector Fernack. He's come to arrest me. How do you do? Madame? And Sergeant... uh, Labatt. Labatt. Sergeant? Mr. Kerrigan, you know don't you? Yes, sir. Now run along and prepare food for our guests. Yes, sir. Inspector, I have prepared a room for you and the sergeant at the end of the corridor. Kerrigan, I don't imagine you'll mind going back into your old room, filled with memories. eh? Show them the way, will you? I don't mind. When you've had your baths and feel up to it, we'll take supper on the veranda.
1: Why did you say you'd
3: never been here before? What does it matter? You knew he was wanted, didn't you? No. To me, he was a guy who paid well for trade goods and told me to keep my mouth shut about his setup. I did because it was good business. How long have you known him? Five years? Six?
1: Haven't been here for over a year, though. Why did he speak of killing you if you returned?
3: That's none of your business.
1: I'll make it my business when we return to Manono.
3: Yeah. You do that, Fernak. When we get back... Go to bed, Kerrigan. What for? She calls him Sir. Sir. He treated her like one of the Bahutu's servants. Doesn't eat at the table. Slave? When did that happen? A year ago, after he found out about us. Sure. Sure. Wonder if she's with him now. Have a drink. What's a use? Yul- Where are you? Where are you? I wish I hadn't done that. Alice? Alice,
6: Alice. No, you mustn't. I can't stand being touched. You don't know what it's been like with him since you left. Oh, why didn't you take me with you then?
3: You know why. He would have had his natives on us before we'd gone a mile. But why did he let me go?
6: Don't you know? So that he could do what he's done to me. So that I could think about you outside alive and want you. So that he could do these things that I can't tell. Look at me.
3: It would have been better for both of us if we tried to run away and he'd killed us.
6: It doesn't matter now.
3: Yes, it does. We'll try it. Come with me.
6: No, I couldn't go with you now.
3: There might be a chance. Does he know you're here?
6: I suppose so. He knows everything about me. He left you your guns, didn't he?
3: Yeah, he would. You know that.
6: I want you to give me yours.
3: I can't do that.
6: I've got to kill him. I've waited a year for the chance. It's made me want to live. To kill him been so sure, so safe, because he's so strong. But with a gun, I can kill him. I'll show him he's not a god. I'll show the natives he's not a god. Give me the gun. No. You loved me once. If you still do, do as I ask.
3: I still do. That's why I want to take you away.
6: You're afraid. You're still afraid. Give me the gun. I've got to. I've got to. Alice.
3: No. Alice.
6: No. Ah. Don't touch me. I can't stand you. Filthy, dirty.
3: Hold it. No, don't touch. Another night though, yes. gardenias. waiting a year, waiting. Not for Sam. Not for Sam. Waiting for Gun. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Alice, I've got to think. There may be a way. I'll talk to Fernak. We'll figure out something. Maybe tomorrow.
6: He'll kill you all tomorrow.
1: Alice. How does she know we die tomorrow? Leave me
3: alone.
1: I want to talk to you. Get out of here, Fernick. Leave me alone. What did she tell you? Nothing. You're lying. Get out. What did she tell you? Why did he leave us with our guns? Why have we still got our guns?
3: Because that's the way he is. So we shoot him. How do you want to die after? It won't be easy like being shot. I've seen what the Bahutus can do to you. He knows I've seen him. I do not want to die, Mr.
1: Kerrigan, but the Belgian government has seen fit to name me as its representative. If I am unable to arrest Hammer
3: and take him back for trial, I shall have to shoot him here. You wouldn't have a chance. You've seen his guards of honor. He's their god, the immortal king, Ben Hammer. That's how he rules them. They think he can't be hurt and he can't. Mr. Kerrigan, knowing this about him, why did you come back? Don't you remember you
1: blackmailed me into it? I don't believe that. It was the wife, wasn't it?
3: Yeah. The wife. I guess I would have come back someday, anyhow.
1: It's strange, Mr. Kerrigan. We seem to have parallel missions. Mine to take him out, yours to take her.
3: Yeah. Too bad, isn't it?
5: More coffee, Inspector? No, thank you. Sergeant? Uh, no.
3: I don't want any more.
5: Well, then breakfast is
1: finished. Mr. Hammer, I think the time has now come to start back for Manolo. <laughs> you know I rather admire you. You must realize your
5: position here, and yet with stubborn zeal you persist with this farce and... Uh, please don't touch your gun. It's all right, Egale. I don't want to see you killed that way. I have other plans. Then I have nothing to lose. As you wish, Inspector, draw your gun. That's better. It is difficult to set in motion your own execution, isn't it? Mr. Carrigan knows that. Come, we'll go out on the veranda. I want to show you something. These natives you see are the chieftains of my kingdom. I call them together to witness my decree. Hear me, wise Bahutus. These two white men in uniform have been sent to dethrone me by a government that thinks itself stronger than I, your king. Igali, seize them. Head oh,
4: off. Get your head off. Oh.
5: My reply to this insolence is to return them to the country in humiliation and across the back of an ox.
3: What about me, Ben? I have something to say about this.
5: You, Kerrigan? Oh, yes, you have a gun. No, oh, no, let him, Migali. let him. I know, Mr. Kerrigan.
3: Do you, Ben? Are you sure? Tell your men to release the inspector and the sergeant. And if I don't? I'll give you 30 seconds, and if you don't, I'll shoot you. You'd
5: like to kill me because of her, wouldn't you? But it wouldn't do you any good now. She wanted to do that. Go ahead. Shoot. Shall I tell you what they'll do to you then? They'll stake you naked to the ground and smear honey over you. Then the ants will come. First one, then two, then more... Your hand shaking, Kerrigan. And when the answer nearly finished, you'll be screaming. Then they'll take sharp little sticks, and they'll. Hold on, hold
4: on, hold on.
3: You, golly! Let them go. Don't look at me. Look at them.
1: They aren't doing anything; just watching.
2: King, King,
4: you stand up. Him not stand up. Him not dead. You say he cannot die. No man kill him. He tell us
5: when
3: he come here. He show us. He drink poison from our arrows. He was no god, gully. He was no king. He's dead. Go look at him. He no god. He no king. He's dead.
5: Sam, uh, for yourself, you've come back. Yeah. I uh, didn't forget your song. You've come back so soon. Now
1: I play you another you like.
5: Okay.
6: You're afraid. You're still afraid. Give me the gun. I've got to. I've got to.
3: Alice, did you try anyway without a gun? You knew he was stronger than you. You were lying there broken. I touched you.
6: Don't touch me. I can't stand you.
3: Or did Hammer kill you because you came to see me? But it wasn't me, was it? It was the gun you wanted. A year ago, I should have killed him then.
6: Why didn't you take me with you then? Why didn't you take me with you then?
3: Uh, you like the stone, Sam? Sure. Fine. Uh,
5: can I bring you something?
3: Yeah, a bottle. I'm gonna get drunk if you don't mind. <laughs>
2: Escape is produced and directed by Norman MacDonald. Today, we have brought you The Power of Hammer by Gil Dowd and Anthony Ellis, with Harry Bartell, starred as Sam. Featured in the cast were Edgar Berrier, Vivi Janis, and Stan Waxman, with Ann Morrison, Jack Crucian, Lou Krugman, and Don Diamond. The special music for Escape was arranged and played by Ivan Dittmar.
1: Next week, Escape with us to the year thousand80. And a world where beauty and terror met side by side, as H.G. Wells described it in his immortal story, The Time Machine.
2: Now that color television is definitely coming, should you buy a television set? What about your present TV set? Frank Stanton, president of the Columbia Broadcasting System, gives you answers to these and other vital questions about color television today at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't miss this informative talk about color television over most of these same CBS stations. Now stay tuned for Make Believe Town, which follows immediately over most of these same CBS stations. This is Roy Rowan speaking. This is CBS, where you laugh at Jack Benny every Sunday night at the Columbia Broadcasting System.
0: Escape was a half-hour drama broadcast by CBS. It started in 1947 and the final show aired in 1954. Although it was one of the best radio dramas, it never found a steady audience. Its, its time slot was moved here and there. It went on hiatus, or it was replaced, or it replaced other shows. Despite this rocky schedule, it was a very solid show using the talents of great radio professionals, including Jack Webb, William Conrad, Frank Lovejoy, Virginia Gregg, and others. The series focused on life-and-death situations, some sutra. Some supernatural, wars, the Old West, or as in this episode, jungle adventures. And of course, they all dealt with a perilous escape. The show adapted classics of high adventure from such writers as Joseph Conrad, H. Ryder Haggard, excuse me, Edgar Allan Poe, as well as original pieces made for radio. The stories explored interesting new territories with topics from H.G. Wells's The Time Machine to examining the inside of Prisoner's Mind, racial prejudice, and of course, The End of the World. Escape was a kind of counterpart to the show Suspense, although Suspense became much more popular. It borrowed some stories and talent from Escape. If you like this episode and want more of Escape, find us on Facebook where we have a coupon code for you to download an entire CD's worth of episodes.